up, everyone? How you guys and gals doing? Welcome to the show. We got Archbishop on, baby. It's going to be a good one today. Something that was a pretty shocking deal for me is what me and Archbishop was just talking about. And uh, wait till you hear this, man. It's a disgusting type of deal that uh, news media is not talking about right now. And it should be talked about. And that is uh, human trafficking. A lot of girls have went missing. And uh, sorry to say, man, with how nasty uh, the world is today, I wouldn't be surprised if they got picked up. But uh, let's bring in Mike and Archbishop here. What's going on with everybody? Archbishop, how you doing, kind sir? What up, though? I'm doing good, doing good. That's right. What up, though? (laughs) Now, me and you were just talking in the back, Arch, and that kind of threw me off for a loop right there. Uh, you want to tell the story that you read and all that? Yeah. Well, you know, um, you know, back a few months ago, we we did a uh, we did a part one and a part two on on human trafficking and about uh, these different girls and stuff that were disappearing and stuff like that. Well, I was just reading an article uh, about a half hour ago that uh, between September of this year and November, there has been a thousand teenage girls disappeared in the city of Cleveland. My God. Within a couple months time. Now, now my question is, why is this, is that not a nationwide thing that they're talking about on the news? I mean, a thousand, not 10, not a hundred, a thousand. And we're, and they saying that these girls are nowhere to be found, not be accounted for nowhere. So where are they? Man, if we lose it. one, if we lose one person, there's like alerts going out nationwide. Like, what is going on where we're losing a thousand people? Right, right. You that don't just happen. lose a thousand people. No, right. No. It's not on accident. That's you crazy. know that should be something that should be that should be talked about nationwide. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I mean, you think now, you know, it happens in Cleveland, and you know, Detroit. It happens a lot in Florida, um, but it's always where, you know, it's a quick in and out. Like they can get them, get them across the, the water over into Canada or whatnot. And then they can do what they do from that port and shipping them different places. And, you know, even like Florida is really bad down in South Florida. They're really bad for um, abductions and stuff like that. Um, I've even I've known a couple people that's up in the Tampa area that has noticed that they're um, coming home from work, noticed that their cars have been marked um, mm, mm. and that they have been watched and they've had uh, security go back and look at the camera feeds and stuff and seen people actually walking by marking, these, marking people's cars. Yeah. Marking them with, with yellow paint or putting little um, uh, ties on their, on the door handles and stuff like that, you know, to where or putting something into the, uh, was one thing I seen where they took a hundred dollar bill and put it on the on the windshield wiper, so that way when the person got out the car to get it, they were somewhere close to grab them. You know what I mean? Oh, a bunch wow. of different so stuff that trap. was going on. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's a total booby trap, old school mm-hmm. like that. Just like, oh, here's a hundred bucks, and all of a sudden you get bagged up and taken or something. That's right. Where, where is your schmuck of a governor? I'm sorry if you guys are that. I'm not a fan of his, but anyway, where is your schmuck of a governor? raising awareness for it since he's the law you know he's the almighty uh 
cheerleader, if you will, about law and order? Well, you know, that's a good question. You know, but right now he's too busy worried about he's too busy worried about trying to get votes, you know, but uh, then to then to figure out where these people are going, you know, and then then, too, you have to think about the the class of people that's going. OK, because they're not they're not all just, you know, just teenage white girls. It's a lot of indigenous, a lot of Spanish, a lot of African-American. You know, I mean, those those are the majority ones that they're taking. Yep. You know. Now, what you think it uh, if it was a rich person's uh, daughter that got caught, they'd be all over that. Oh, you're damn right. Damn right. They have it. All. I mean, it'll be on CNN, Fox and everywhere else that would talk about it, you know, but it's is, you know, probably more than likely you dealing with um, a bunch of uh, inner city kids, you know, um, probably in uh, in uh, poor neighborhoods, stuff like that. And they, you know, I mean, they they ain't paying attention to it. You know, what does that say as far as a disconnect between you know, there used to be the middle class and then you had your richies, but it seems like nowadays there it's all of us in one end, we're the, the poor ones. And then you got the rich getting richer where we actually hold a lot of the strength. If you ask me, if we would just band together and stop letting everybody gaslight us. Well, yeah, yeah, that was, you know, that's one of the things Hollywood that, I mean, you know, Mike knows we've been we've been preaching this, I mean, for a while now, you know, that that we actually have the numbers. There's a, there's actually strength on this side, but actually, you know, getting people to actually come together for the same cause. Right. That's the that's the hard part, you know, and they um, they do so much stuff to actually keep you divided on stuff, you yeah. know, and you and you think why they. While they doing one thing over here, like they have you focused on one thing here, and while you focused on that, it's three or four other things that they got going on that they that they slip by. Minimum. You don't notice. You don't notice this stuff is even going by until you know it's too late. You know, like like I'll take you an example. Like down here in Florida, for instance, um, you know, me and Bone was talking about the uh, about the insurance hike that they had going on down here. Um, so what they did was. Um, once they passed that bill, okay, everybody's insurance initially jumped up. Okay. So, uh, mine went up from just on one vehicle went from, uh, 145 a month to 225. Oh, okay. now, now you have a lot of these insurance companies, however, decided that, you know, because hurricane Ian came, came around and they don't want to have to pay all these, these big, uh, um, insurance um, premiums and stuff like that just came through, you know, people coming in and making claims, stuff like that. So they uh, they packed up and left Florida. So now you only have like a small handful of insurance companies that, that's in Florida now. So what did, what did they do again? Spiked it up again. Right. Because the more so, com competition, the more it drives the prices down. Exactly. But as they leave, the prices start going up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So you have people now that had insurance and like even when this past hurricane came through and it wiped out uh, th those small towns. And then, you know, a lot of them people did not have insurance. And they were talking about that 
The reason why they didn't have insurance is because the premiums had went up so high. There were premiums at that point in time where you had $5,000 deductibles. $5,000? $5,000 deductibles. You know, I thought okay, 500 now. was fucked up. You know what <laughs> exactly. I mean? Exactly. Exactly. See, but this is, you know, but you got this, this quote, quote, governor running around making it seem like that Florida is just this great place to be at. But they're, but they're getting you left and right. You know, now well, they're. Besides they that, uh, you got uh, the lowest wages in, uh, around the states, and but you got the highest cost of living down there. I should know my brothers are down there, man. They're paying. It's like you're paying what for a mortgage? Arm and a mm -hmm. leg, quite literally. Trust me. Right, right. And see, and then they hitting you on the head over top of that too. So, like, give you an example. So, say you bought a house three years ago, and let's say that you paid uh, one hundred twenty thousand for that house. Okay. Now, since the housing market and everything boomed up, of course, everybody's houses went up in Florida. It really went up. Okay. Um, there's houses right now that look like the like crack houses is less than 900 square feet that they want $200,000 for. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's say that that $160,000 house is now worth 250. Now they go through and they do assessments every year. Okay. So now that your house went up, then of course your taxes go up. So let's say you was originally paying you already was paying, let's say, $1,500 a month in your mortgage. Now, your mortgage just shot up to almost $2,000 a month. Why, you know, is so, it, why is it, Bishop, you think with all the, you know, especially with insurances going down there and some of the policies that are coming out at the state, uh, the federal level, that we're not bonding together and saying enough's enough. Like, you know, one thing that always disappoints me is, especially in California and San Francisco, we have a lot of homeless people out there. We got a lot of homeless vets. That's no joke. And because, you know, you had somebody from China coming over and they cleaned it up right away to make it look like it. But our tax dollars keep going overseas instead of helping our people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's how it's been for the longest. You know, you would you would think that charity begins at home. You take care of home first and then, you know, take care of everybody out behind, you know, outside of here. And, and, it, and it is a true fact that, you know, a little over 50 percent of the homeless people right now are are veterans, mm -hmm. you know, um, which is it seems that seems outrageous to me. You know, what I mean, I'm a veteran and you would think that if you. If you signed your name to the dotted line and you went out and you put your life on the line and you defended this country, there was there are certain things that you should automatically have when you come back home. One is a place to live Absolutely. and a job that should that should be automatic. You know, what I mean, there should never be or never have been a veteran who has who has done his time and served his country be on the street. Right. That's unheard oh, of. Exactly. And, you know. When and we're taking this in all different directions, guys. But you know, I have Archbishop on, and he is a very uh, philosophical uh, thinker out there. I consider him that anyway, and some good viewpoints from him. You know, this country forever only had two people to choose from 
as far as president that, you know, you, it's looking like this Biden Trump bullshit, which I don't support any of them. I'm actually an RFK junior, uh, guy. I support him, uh, old Kennedy type of Democrat. But, uh, why do you think that we have this where only two parties control this whole country and turn us all against each other when they're really one party in the same? Well, you know, one thing that Big Bo said all the time is that that they're both the same, they're the same wings of the same bird. They both, you know, I mean, they both gonna do the same, you know, and it depends on, you know, when you're sitting there watching those those hearings and stuff, when the cameras are down, those guys ain't sitting there arguing like they arguing. They're not mm -hmm. doing that. That's a show, that's a facade, you know. Uh, actually, they're they're sitting there. I mean, if you watch a lot of these shows where it talks about these these congressmen and these and these senators and whatnot, they're making deals all the time, you know. And they won't like they won't votes for this over here. Okay, so I'm gonna do I'm gonna sign this for you, but I need such and such in my district. It's I need like predestined. It's already right. marked for. It's already claimed. Right. So it's right. Like I need this. I need this earmark over here. You know what I mean? Or or my constituents need need these roads over here done. Okay, I'll give you my vote and you you do X, Y, Z. And that's what they do. It's a gambling game. You know what I mean? You do for me, I'm going to do for you. You know what I mean? It's not about um, the actual people that they're supposed to be representing. You know, and if you think about it, you know, these these congressmen and senators, I mean, you think they, they still get paid, even if they lose, they still get paid for the rest of their life. You do know mm -hmm. that. Oh yeah, you know what this I mean. Is, so this is exactly what George Washington was actually scared of. Our very first president was scared of the two-party system, and here we are struggling with the two-party system. You know, mm -hmm. what I mean? it's we're stuck in it, and this is right. something that now it's so uh, the majority is you know one or the other that we can't even have anybody in the middle lane or anybody else. It's one or the other, and it's they're both kind of messed up. You know what I mean? So it's how does it how does it make you as a vet? feel that a lot of uh, what the United States does around the world is police and get our boys and girls into some stuff uh, where a lot of times they don't need to be in it. And I always bring that up about uh, Ukraine because, you know, we got these rah rahers out there and it's like, you guys do know that, uh, you know, you got some crazy old Ruskies over there that had to launch a missile in a heartbeat at us, right? <laughs> How do you yeah. feel about our uh, boys and girls having to go fight, but these rich people, uh, these senators, like a Senator uh, Lindsey Graham, who is out there, yeah, we got to give money, we got to destroy this one or destroy that. Well, you're not going to be the one fighting this deal. Mm -hmm. Well, you know... Um... <laughs> Um, you got to think about it like this. Number one, the U.S. is the only superpower in the world. You know, they got their hands in everything. You know, a lot of this, a lot of the times that that the U.S. stick their nose in things, it isn't necessarily for the quote, quote, protection of the U.S. It's, you know, uh, a lot of these places, they're after resources, just like China. They're after resources, mm. you know. Um, Ukraine has a lot of resources. I mean, why do you think, why do you think China jumped over to South Africa and agreed to build all these roads and buildings and dams and stuff like that? Yeah, because China, I mean, because Africa has the most natural resources on the planet. 
It has nothing to do you know about I mean? being a nice guy. Right, right. It has nothing to do with being nice. It's about it's about what they have under the ground. Business and underground. Exactly. You know, the, the the biggest thing over in China right now, it has, you know, like you talk about Taiwan. Okay, so why why is it that the US is so is so worried about Taiwan? Microchips. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because they because they do all the all the super processors, all the microchips. So what are they doing now? They're they're steady sending people from Taiwan to the U.S. and they build in the factories here so that they can start making the chips there just in case trying to that decide if they're going to do something because they've already said they're going to blow that factory there. So if they blow that factory, they got to be able to make them somewhere. Right. You know what I mean? So so you got to think in order in order for the U.S. to stay a superpower, there are certain things that they got to do to maintain that. You know what I mean? And, and if you think about this, think about this on a uh, on a one percenter type situation, you are a dominant. Okay, you are a dominant in your area. Mm -hmm. You have to stay a dominant, right? So there are certain things that you're going to do to make to make sure that you stay a dominant in your area. This is right. the same thing they're doing, just at a larger scale. Right. What do you think, uh, as a veteran, because you know the military and stuff like that, that people should be watching out for that they're not as far as say the propaganda coming out of the media uh i'm trying should we let's put it this way is russia and china a threat to us in the long run where hey we better watch our p's and q's of what we're doing here because china my god with their new navy and uh what they're doing as far as weaponry well, well, okay. You think about it like this, okay? Now, on, on a military standpoint, on a military standpoint, basically, what I'm asking you is: the U.S. immune to say uh, a missile attack or an actual invasion? No, 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 not at all, not at all. You know, um, <laughs> if you think about it, um, any country is one is one EMP away from from the stone age is that simple you know what i mean yeah. the, the missile doesn't have to hit the ground to disable your country you know what i mean it can blow up 25 miles up above and you and you you done you know what i mean you back to you back to barney rubble and, and fred flintstone shit you know what i mean that's just <laughs> yeah, how real it can be you know yeah, you know what i mean that's time. right that's the honest truth you know what i mean i don't have to i don't have to do all that you know what i mean okay so you so you think like they talk a lot of shit about Russia, but see, see, Russia was, Russia was always, you know, the bad guy, you know, even with the propaganda, Russia was always the bad guy because, you know, Russia had just about as many nukes as the U.S. do. Now, mind you, theirs are not in the best shape, you know what I mean? Because your generals and shit over there, they've been, they've been stealing shit and, and, mm. and, you know, selling shit. And, you know, that's why they, that's why you got all them, all them, uh, all them trucks and tanks over in the Ukraine just sitting there because wasn't, I mean, they, they never kept up with them. They're, they're, they're junk. You right. know what I mean? Now they're using tanks that was made in 1955, you know what I mean? <laughs> to, to try to fight because, you yeah. know, the, the stuff that they have is basically worthless because these generals and stuff was, was, they was basically selling the shit, you know? Um, now, so then you have China. Okay. Now China been, you know, they're, they're more on the technological parts, you know what I mean? So well, they're going to be with the viruses and all that other stuff. 
you know, so you you're, gonna... you're, ta you're talking China, Archbishop, but I like to get your response to Steve here. He says China's military is nothing compared to the U.S. military, and I can't believe that. Well, um, okay, now what they've been boosting about right now is that they've been saying that um, that China has the biggest navy. You know, what I mean, now they have it in in numbers, but not actual firepower. Okay, because they have a lot of smaller they have a lot of smaller craft, smaller smaller boats, and that that they're counting. Okay, now do they have you know like major carriers, destroyers, uh, amphibious assault, um, Aegis class cruisers? No, no. So right. they the have numbers because they have small. Right, right. So you know, I mean, that's when when you put it into comparison as firepower wise, no, they're not gonna they're not gonna touch the U.S. Um, but they do have a lot of you know, I mean, they they're making a lot of a lot of smaller smaller type ships, you know, and even with their carriers they're you know they can they can only put so many so many planes on their carriers which which a u.s carrier can do uh 90 plus carriers depending on the depending i mean 90 plus aircraft depending on the, right. the actual size you know I mean, can, nobody can match that now right. what about the okay that is the naval type of stuff but what if it comes to boots on the ground uh Boots on the ground. Um, actually, they're uh, China actually has boots on the ground. Wise, they actually have a little bit more. I mean, because China, because China's population is way bigger than the U.S. I mean, I mean, yes, if you think. but but here's the thing. This is a this is a quantity over quality type type situation, because they don't like you may have numbers, but they're not trained. They're not. They're. They're not actually. They don't go through the training that that U.S. military go through. The they don't go degree, through the different right. conflicts that the U.S. military go through. So, you know, they don't even have the actual uh, equipment and stuff that the U.S. military actually has. So, you may have a lot of people. Yes, you know. What I mean, that's like the what's that one comedian guy say? He said, "I need five motherfuckers and I can take over the whole country." You know what I mean? You can have all these people that you want. Yep. You know what I mean? But if they're not properly trained to know what to do, I mean, look at what's going on in the Ukraine right now. You got all those Russian conscripts that's over there right now. They don't they don't know what the fuck they're doing and what are they doing? They getting getting wiped out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because they now you may have the numbers, you know. What I mean, the only thing they are, that's that's just target practice. That's right. what it is. Right. Now, do you think uh and again, I'm asking Archbishop because he was in the military, knows this stuff. Do you think that uh, Middle East conflict is going to spread to uh, like a world war? Or the, frankly, worst of, I think, or the worst of it's in Revelation? Frankly, I think it's real fucking close to you, the truth. I think it's very close. I think it's, I think it's like, I think it's a, it's a conversation close. Because of it's how because of how close the tension is, you know what I mean. Well, it's like it's like each of them is sitting there waiting for you to do one thing. Like like okay, you know, see which one gonna jump first. You know what I mean? It's it's basically what they're doing. Yep, that's how I see it anyway. Right, and uh, Salty Badger just said the USS Carney just engaged today on threats. Wow. So you think it's about a heartbeat away if uh or basically a ticking time bomb right now. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, put it like this. <laughs> Let China move towards Taiwan. See what happens. See what happens. That's big right there. <laughs> You notice everybody shut up on that one. Yeah, gonna be messed up. Yeah, let them do it. Let them try it. See what happens. It's not gonna be fun. You think it'll go nuclear? I don't. You know, I don't think it'll go there. I don't think it'll go there. You know, what I mean, you know, nukes is like last resort. You know, what I mean, that, that's like when all else fails. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll go that far. I think it would probably. Like if you seen something nuclear after go off, it'd be it'd be something, it'd be like some rogue shit that mm -hmm. that somebody done you know what I mean like somebody done got their hands on some on something that they shouldn't have done, you know I don't I, I don't think they the actual countries even though they 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 got them and they threaten them I don't think they would actually use them because they know that once you I mean once you shoot one everybody else dying too you know what I mean so so you can do it all you want but your ass dying. Right, right, right. When what's it going to take to get our country to come together again? Is it going to take another September 11th? Yeah. Mm -hmm. To get all on the same page again. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that was the only. I mean, that's that's been the only time since I've been alive that I've actually seen everybody actually on the same accord. Yep, being patriotic about their actual country, yeah. everything to the yeah, side. Everybody's forget, actually on the same forget, accord. Forget color, forget race, forget uh, ethnic class or uh, social class, forget all of that. We were all on the same page. Like, hey, this ain't cool. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, what do you, what do you think the presidents? Why do you have you noticed every president that gets involved in a conflict? Why do you notice that their their numbers, their approval rating goes up when there's a war? Because mm -hmm. at that point in time, that's when everybody gathers together. That's when everybody actually bonds together because all this other shit that's going on doesn't matter right now. Everybody's focused on this. Like that's like that. Let's, let's get this going. You know what I mean? That's when that's when you actually get everybody together. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you it's know, sad it, to say. That's re it, really sad. It takes a lot of people to die for you know us to come together and going to the Middle East uh, situation right there. Personally, I think it's, uh, you know, I don't know if I should say it on uh, the channel or not, but uh, let's just say it's uh, you got a bunch of people in a 25 mile uh, area being starved out, no electricity and uh, being treated real badly. And we happen to be, uh, in my uh, viewpoint, on the wrong side. Mm hmm. I got to tend to agree on that, uh, Hollywood. Yeah, it's it's definitely a touchy subject for sure. But yeah, um, sometimes it's you're on the wrong side of history. Sometimes you are wrong about certain things. Sometimes you are brainwashed. Sometimes you are you do have the wrong information, the hmm. inaccurate information. And well, what's, that what's even what's even worse about it if you really sit back and uh, look at it? You know, we'll get involved in that kind of stuff over in the Middle East. But if uh, some horrible stuff's going on in uh, Africa, we don't get involved. True. Mm-hmm. Exactly. People are, people are getting you, wiped out over there. Right. And you leave it wide open, which is kind of weird, though, being the fact that Africa has the, the amount of resources that they have. You know what I mean? You would think. Let me go back. 
without the resources. You would think that Africa as a country would be more formed than what they are based on the fact that they have the number of resources that they have. It's like that's your bargaining chip. You can you can basically get any and everything that you want based on what you have. But they rather have somebody else come in and do it for them. Right. Which is that part, mm -hmm. which seems weird. You know what I mean? OK, so let's fast forward. Now, we talking about these th these weapons and stuff. Now, you got to you got to think about this, too. Now, there are a lot of weapons that we know about, you know, by doing research and stuff like that. But what about the weapons that we have no fucking clue about? You know what I mean? And you know, Classified you know, each of us, I mean, each of them got some got some shit that they like, okay, all right, watch this. You know what I mean? Each of them got some shit that you're going to be like, oh, where, where the fuck did that come from? You right. know what I mean? That you have no clue what they got. You know what I mean? So everybody going to have something in the coming. bag. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you never let the right hand know. I mean, you never let the right hand know. With the left hand doing it like they're like okay like yeah yeah y'all know i got this and yeah y'all know i got this but you don't know you don't know shit about this yeah, keep we're fucking, gonna keep this one off. yeah fuck around yeah. find out keep fucking yeah. around see what happened well, <laughs> you know, this, this might be very interesting to hear bishop uh talk about very interesting throughout human history we've been nothing but horse buggies and horses but in the last I'd have to say 120 years, everything automatically pops the way it did. Do you think that uh, we were actually smarter than the ancients or uh, we had a little help there to get all this technology in the last 120 years? But before then, all these tens of thousands of years, they were just dumb and, you know, by campfires. Oh, man, that's <laughs> that's a good question. Um, no, I wasn't. No, I wouldn't think that they were dumb because you think about it. A lot of a lot of the stuff that that they make. Now, the actual technology of it was made back then. It was just you know I mean, like you had to you had to tweak it. You know what I mean, OK, think about it like. Okay, you got Alexander Graham Bell that that's, was the first one to make the telegraph, right? Okay, so he started out the telegraph. Okay, now you went from a telegraph to a cell phone. Okay, so like the initial idea started here, but then throughout, you know, you had somebody play with it and play with it, and you know, it kind of progressed to where it went to. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like Henry Ford made the automobile. Okay, so you go from a Model T to a Corvette. Big, you know, what I mean, big difference, you know, what I mean, yes, okay, yes, he came up with it, but okay, what it, it took, it took to many years and, and evolution, you know, what I mean, evolution mm -hmm. is the word I'm using for as evolution went, I mean, like the the actual, like everything kind of progressed, yeah, yeah, people did get smarter, you know, but they got smarter based on the technology that they had right then, yes, mm -hmm. technology is advancing so quick now. You know, exactly. Yeah, that's my question. Why is it only in the last 120 years that it's advanced like it has? It's so fast. Mm. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, um, that's where I said, hey, did we have yeah, a that's a, I, I don't think it was just like this certain influx of knowledge all of a sudden. You know, what I mean, like, like I said, I think it was more or less. Like I said, like throughout 
throughout the the evolutionary time it's it's like put like this when somebody was born in the the 90s and the 2000s they wasn't trained on anything that was made in the 80s 70s 60s they were trained mm -hmm. on this so they're looking at what is it that i can do to make this better you know what mm -hmm. i mean so um i think the the overall um the overall uh smarts and education of of the people progressed based on what they were presenting with what they mm -hmm. had in front of them to work on as opposed to um as opposed to back then you know I well, the reason why I think I brought that up to you, Archbishops, because I seen an article where you have a lot of whistleblowers coming out of uh, the CIA, uh, NSA, saying, yeah, there's a program out there that we know about uh, as far as uh, those that are not in this world. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, that's uh, that's that's probably true. You know, they were. You know, they have, uh, they've been talking about that for a while. I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of stories about that. Because mm -hmm. if you look at it, uh, everything really started popping out after 1947 with the government, with all this different technology coming up. Because, you know, look at uh, the transition from World War II just to Korea with the jet fighters coming out. And I know you lived through the 80s and, you know, we had Walkmans, you know, then all of a sudden, boom, at the end of the 90s, we got this and now we got that. You know, mm -hmm. I work on cars all day and I'm like, what the hell you guys got in this thing? It's all electronics. Right. But, uh, yeah, what would you think about, do you think uh, these whistleblowers are actually uh, telling the truth? I don't think all of them lying. I can tell you that. I don't, right, right. I don't think a, all of them line. Bet right there. That's for damn sure. And and you know, someone actually says, and it's true. Are we headed to a new world order at this point? You know, with all of this crap that's going on, do you think that we are like we said, basically like a conversation away from like a new world order situation? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at um, what is the um. What is that over there? Uh, what is uh, what's the name of that? Bricks. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. um, it's where the let me see. What is it? Uh, Brazil, Russia, India, uh, China, uh, Korea. Another one. In Korea, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Where they trying to start this new monetary system, and they and they're going to these other countries trying to get them to to go under Bricks and and denounce the U.S. dollar to um wow. you know and you have you, you actually do have countries that have sided over with them that um that will not accept u.s currency now mm -hmm. you know um, i mean and if if some some people don't know like here in the u.s if you go to a to a uh, a national park in the u.s it's hard to get them to accept cash wow um, mm. You have uh, Target and Walmart that is actually going to start with the um, automated, uh, well, you know, like now they do like the self-checkout, stuff like that, but they're about to modify that self-checkout where it does not accept cash. Yeah, it's going to be straight like card, and I, it's probably not even going to be just self-checkout. There's probably going to be AI integrated, cameras integrated. There's going to be probably a whole bunch of different technologies mm -hmm. ready to, because they're going to basically be, 
fighting, the very first thing is robberies, right? So how are they going to prevent that? And that's exactly what they're going to focus on. So they know not everyone's, if no one's employed, you just walk into a supermarket, I'll be rolling hams out to my friends. You know what I mean? But there's a reason they would be something that they do into place to be able to prevent that. So I'm sure the technologies are just insane. Well, you know, he's right with the currency stuff because a lot of places, no more, all you do is use your card to get it. Yep. Yeah, cash is no longer really king. You know, we used to kind of say that always cash is king, right? But it's kind of funny because there's been a lot of places I've gone to that you, you would just think just normal places. And now it's actually hard to get cash or use cash. And they're like, no, we don't take cash. What do you mean mm -hmm. you don't take cash? That's the mm -hmm. currency that's on the cards that you need. What do you mean? Right. Like, this is actually it. You're just taking a swipe on something and just a hope and a prayer from a bank transfer. What do you mean? This is the actual money, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's weird that, yes, there are very, uh, there, there's places that won't take our currency. Okay. Now think about how long, okay. Now, how long did it take you? Think about this. And I bet you, you never, never really paid attention to this. Now, before the credit cards came out, the ATM cards came out, everybody had cash. Everybody mm -hmm. carried cash around, right? Now, most people, if you ask them for, say, let me get $20, most people say, well, hold on, I need, I need to go to the ATM machine. I don't carry cash. You know what I mean? So as, as technology started going where they started with the ATM card and it went from the ATM card to the credit card and stuff like that, it is easier. You don't have to worry about having to carry cash and worry about somebody robbing you and taking your shit. Right. You know what I mean? You got a card. You can just, one swipe, just, just, right. just swipe and go. Now they got them that you don't even got to swipe. You just hold it up to something, beat, keep on going. So is this security over, is this security over, you know, um, what was that old saying, you know, security over freedom kind of thing? Like with cash, yeah, you had it, but you could take it. But let's say you, you have that fear of being robbed all at once and you have all this lump sum of cash. Well, if you have a card, well, you just cancel that card if you get robbed, right? So it's a sense of security. I think it's more of a, a sense of control. You're being controlled. Yes, I agree with that statement. But but if you think about it, though, are you really being controlled? They put it out there. You the actually doing it. You could choose whether you're going to use this card or paying cash. That's your choice. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, you you choose to do it because it's 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 readily available and it's Convenient. easier to deal with. Convenient. You know what I mean? And that's that's it right there. So when they do decide they're going to come up with a new monetary system and stuff like that, it's not going to be hard to do because you're already doing it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now, what do you think, uh, Bishop, about what Salty just said? In the 80s and 90s, there was fear uh, for America, but later generations have gone soft and there's more fear than fight in them unless it is against each other. And I can tell you during the 80s as a kid, we were always worrying about the Soviets' missiles flying up ahead. What do you mm -hmm. think about what he said? Yeah, it's true. You know, you know um, the uh, the older generations. Yes, you was in. I mean, you was in fear of of the Soviets or somebody actually um, putting boots actually in America, which has never happened. Right. You know, um, now um, any war now, I think, would be more. Um, it won't be it won't be boots on the ground. It'll be air and it'd be cyber. Where they going through trying to, you know, take out your take take out your satellites, and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, mess up your banking system, stuff like that. You know, it's going to be more it's going to be more cyber 
cybered in anything. EMPs you know I mean? and stuff. Right. That's going to be right. controlled. So yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, you think about it. Like I said, like I said earlier, one one EMP has shut down this whole country. It has shut down any country. Well, imagine if if we lost control of just this. Do you know how we would lose our minds as citizens if we just lost the capability of being able to use our phones? Could you imagine people nowadays? I don't nobody can I dare you as a full-blown adult to forget your phone at home and just go out. You know what I mean? And see if you can't get around the block where you can't see your house and not have a panic attack. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, you remember, uh, uh, Mike, remember a couple weeks ago when me and you was talking, I told you that I go camping every year and I take off about a week. Yes, sir. And I take my I take my bug out bag. I take this bag. I got everything I need. I don't bring nothing extra. I take just that bag and I go out. I go out for a week and I use everything that I have in that bag. Um, the reason why I do that is that I keep I got to keep that knowledge up. You know what I mean? Because if something does happen like that, I mean, think about it. Something happens like that to where you lose where you lose power or anything like that for a long period of time. You're going to lose about 80 percent of the population between the first year. Mm. Because they yeah, because because right. they do not know how to survive without going to the grocery store. Am straight. They don't. Absolutely. If it wasn't served to them on a silver platter like that, where you could just pick it out, you know what I mean? They they wouldn't know how to, you know, skin a deer or they wouldn't know how to do anything that there are basic, you know, survival things. And I'm, I'm not saying that I can either, but it's definitely the stuff that we have a civilization of uh, definitely we've relied on that comfortability of, of just easy access stuff like that where we're not going out hunting in our own food and killing them with well, if, if you actually look at it our grandparents lived a different lifestyle where they didn't have a refrigerator they didn't have the you know the washing machines and all that kind of stuff so could you i think we lost them skills Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have. I mean, you, you lost those skills because of convenience. Convenience. That's exactly the word. Yep. And that's what I was struggling for earlier was just we lost all of it from convenience. We just want mm -hmm. convenience. And now we've relied on convenience so much that we're such a service based oriented people now that can we even survive without the basic necessities of like, let's say I mean, phones. I mean, not basic necessities, the nice stuff like phones like washer and dryers like dishwashers stuff like that these are all fairly new technologies can we survive without it mm -hmm. okay now take the overall mentality of people these days now let's go back to our grandfather's time okay they was out there they had they, they had farms they raised cattle they had pigs chickens whatever um one you know this this group or community they took care of each other you know, what I mean, this band over here, they took care of each other. They had those little small towns, whatever. And everybody like everybody had their own farm. They made their food, you know, stuff like that. Nowadays, if something happens and you don't have food, first thing they start doing is turn up shit and they start rioting and looting and taking other people's shit. And, you know, the people that they know that are actually saving up and, you know, and prepping and stuff like that. What are they going to do? Steal the shit. You know, what I mean, because they don't have those those basic skills to be able to survive if something goes wrong mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you go on these big trips and you basically don't take a phone with you is that where you were getting at that you were like you only take the basic necessities just the very basic on your on your rides that you do like that once a year 
that the you just only... go gam- camping and stuff like that and you keep okay. yourself sharp. Well, let me tell you this. My my phone, my actual phone, my you know, home phone that I'm I don't I, I do not take that. I have a I have a little throwaway phone that I keep just in case it's an emergency, emergency or whatever. Right. right. So it's just a regular old regular old little tap, you know, flip phone, whatever, right. no frills. I'm not texting you or nothing that shit on that on that phone. And you know, when I go out, I let I let people know where I'm going in the in, in the vicinity where I'm where I'm gonna be at. Right. Uh, and that's that's where I'm at. You know what I mean? I take my I take my bag, I take my tent, and I'm gone. You know what I mean? Wow. I'm there, for, you know, four, five, six days, whatever, and I come back. And when I come back, I you know replenish the bag, add some stuff that I wish I had put in there before, added to it. You know what I mean? Because that's how you that's how you make that bag functional. You know what I mean? It has to be able to do what you want it to do. You know, so the only way you're going to know that, I mean, is not just going to Walmart and buying a bunch of shit. You're going to have to go out and actually use it and see what it does. You know what I mean? See what you can get out of it. Yeah, go okay? on the I, road and forget some Advil. See how how great it is, you know, when right. you're not by a market or something like that, you know? Right. See how great what, it is. What got you into that, uh, Bishop? Uh, you know, I used to, uh, I mean, even as a kid, I used to go out. I used to camp a lot, camp, fish. I mean, I lived in the mountains of West Virginia, you know what I mean? So, you know, we used to camp, fish, do all that stuff all the time, you know what I mean? So, you know, I was I was like a little mountain man doing a head time, you know what I mean? And then, like I said, the uh, um, it just kind of stuck with me, you know, going out hunting. Uh, you know, like every year around this time, we out deer hunting, you know what I mean? You got you got bow season, then you out on the rifle. I mean, you got you got bow, then muzzle loaded, in, then you out with the rifle. You know what I mean? So we done. I mean, I grew up like that, you know. And then when I had uh, my children, I taught them the same thing. They know how to hunt, wow. they know how to fish. So they, they do to, the same. They know how to do right, exactly. Yes. You know what I mean? Because you. That's the you big know, thing. Is 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 our fathers nowadays teaching? Let's say my generation, or even my kids' generation. Are they planning on teaching those things to their children? And I don't well, think so. What's interesting with Bishop, my whole family is from uh, around Beckley and uh, Wheeling, uh, West Virginia. How different was it you growing up in the mountains compared to what a lot of these kids are growing up like? Well, well, you know, like I grew up in a I grew up in a town is is in McDowell County. It's down in the coal fields of West Virginia, where all the where all the coal mines were, you know. And um, this man knows about some West Virginia coal mines right yeah, here. This yes, man. you know, there you had uh, you know, you had them little coal towns, and then you had the the little off town that they called the bottoms, you know, uh, little gravel roads and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And this and those those little spots was like little communities you know what i mean and like you know uh kind of like like each one each one teach one you know so it wasn't like you know like somebody's parents told you not to do some shit over here and they they beat your ass and then by the time you got home they didn't already then then sent word they didn't whoop your ass so you know you gotta ask what them coming when you get to the crib (laughs) so you know so that that community stuck together you know what i mean and it was and you you learn a lot more because it was a lot of see back then you had an older generation 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You, you, you had a, a older presence there. And that different they didn't, mentality. They didn't yeah. have to, right. So they didn't have to be your mom or your dad. These are just, just older people out there that they kind of schooled you along the way. You know what I mean? Because they know that you're about to go through stuff. the same thing that they are already going right. through. You know what I mean? You know, nowadays kids, kids don't want to listen to shit. Kids think they know everything. Like, like the stuff that's just now going on is like, it just started with them. You know, mm-hmm. they don't want to listen to shit. You know what I mean? And then when it goes all bad, see, then they want, then they yes. want you to come and save the day, but they didn't want to listen to you when you tried to warn them prior. Hey, to OG, OG, I'm in trouble. Head. Finally, I need to listen to you. You know, like, no, exactly. I tried to tell you that shit 40 different times and you brush, brush me off to the side and now you care because now right. it's affecting you, but we've been trying to save your ass for years, <laughs> but you didn't want to listen. Yeah, no, right. totally true. Totally true. Well, and see, one and then, thing, one see, thing but I then know. you got to remember this too, before you say that. Did you gotta remember this too? I became an OG for a reason. It was a reason how I made it to become an OG. You know what I mean? That's you right. trying to get where I'm at. You know what right. I mean? So so when you get to so when you get my age, then you then you got that story to tell. You know what I mean? How many how many people do you know right now that didn't make it this far? Exactly. You know, a whole lot. A whole way lot. too many, you know, especially in our world. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot. Uh, you were talking about the old coal mining towns. These kids really don't know the struggles that a lot of the people in the coal towns went through. Oh, oh Lord, no, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, back then, like when the coal mines was really up and booming, that's where that's where everybody worked. Everybody worked in the coal mines. And, you know, uh, that was like the job. To be, I mean, you was either well, going it was in good military, money, though, right? You, right, right, right. But so it, you it going in the military, you going in the coal mines, exactly. So you know, you going, think about it, you you, you going miles down into the earth, into to the mountain, blow shit up to continue blowing shit up and hauling it out. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I, I mean, I know a lot of people who who has died in the coal mines. Yeah, you just My, hope that they don't write that folk song about you when that whole thing topples on top of you, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah. it's fucked. Seriously, it's it's seriously a, a really rough uh job and and though it paid really well, the struggle like Hollywood was saying, I'm sure well, uh, you can attest to that. Back in the day when my grandfather, because my whole uh, family, uh, well, I still got family working the mines. Wow. It wasn't, it wasn't always high paid back then. <laughs> so it, it, they had, the towns had to fight for it against no, the you, you gotta remember. Or... You got to remember with the coal towns, the company owned everything. So they literally owned, like, whether it, it was property they, or they owned, no, like, they, owned, they just they owned, owned the mine. They owned your house. You That's went and bought mean. foods from the company store. That's what I mean, right there. Yep. And mm-hmm. when, uh, you know, if uh, this, I heard stories from my family about this. If uh, somebody died in the mine, the wife either had to remarry uh, or they got kicked out of their house. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, most of them, most of them small towns, you had, um, you had a mom and pop grocery store, post office. Um, you had a, one little, one little shop that you bought clothes at, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe a dollar store or something like that. Um, that was about in a school. Are we, are we on the little house in the very kind of right right now? You know Well, no, no. Well, I mean, it (laughs) was small like that. It was small like that. You know what I mean? One red light. Yeah. Yeah. One red light. I mean, and you, you had one, one gas station. I mean, and that was about it. 
you know what I mean? The um, I didn't know, tell you the truth, I didn't know what a mall was until I moved out of West Virginia. Get out of town for real. I did not I did not know what a mall was because there was no mall there. You know no. what I mean? Now, now wow. if you went to try to get uh, you know, like when I left West Virginia and went to Virginia, okay, and then I grew up mostly in Virginia, and then I came back to West Virginia. When I came back to West Virginia, it was like a culture shock because it was like everything, like from what I wore to what I said to how I dressed, everything was, it was like completely different. So you thinking like I'm walking in school in, in 91, 92, I'm talking about I'm, I'm fresh to death, haircut, everything, bam. I walk in this school here, it's still people in there with afros, Little 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 cheap ass pants, converses, and shit like that. You looking like man, what the fuck y'all wearing that shit? You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't, don't nobody wear that shit. It was like a whole culture shock. You know yeah, what I mean? I bet you're looking at everyone else going, "You guys are crazy." You know what I mean? And you're just going, "Why well, I just didn't grow up this way?" You know? It's crazy. Well, people people don't realize just how different West Virginia is to Virginia. It's a totally different world. Oh yeah. There's, oh, yeah. there's actually I mean, a, it's like night and day for real. It's really like night and day. <laughs> well, there's actually a movie that I, I I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Uh, the wild, the wild what stories of the whites in West Virginia, something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that that little documentary about West Virginia and it, I guess its current state was kind of uh, amazing to, to actually watch how it is now compared to like the old times, right? You know, the, would you say from West Virginia times from your time to now is it's completely changed or is it still about the same? Uh, well, let me tell you this. There's, there's still towns in West Virginia that the houses don't have running water still mm -hmm. to wow. this day, to this day. So what yes. do they have? Like, like old school tanks on top yes. of the house yes. where it's gravity yeah, fed, yeah, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, I know you exactly know what, I mean? what you're talking about. They, that's some um, favela stuff, you know, that's some favela mm -hmm. stuff in South America type shit. Right. And, and a lot of the water supplies and stuff there in West Virginia, especially down in the mountains of West Virginia is polluted from the cold. Mm. Yes, dude. That is the name of it, by the way. That is the name of the freaking thing. I was. Thank you. The chat always knows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a. Yeah, so it's uh, done several documentaries on that down in that area to where, um, where it was so much uh, lead and other pollutants and stuff that was in the water that you couldn't even that you, you you couldn't even drink it. You know, now they don't. Now they made a big deal about about Flint. West Virginia water is even is 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 more fucked up than well. Flint. I heard I heard all there is in the pipes is straight lead in West Virginia. Like all this crap, I've actually heard that there is lead in the pipes mm -hmm. and stuff like mm -hmm. that. That people that that there that this is the, a saying that I've heard that people from West Virginia that drink the water later on have kind of issues because of the water that they're drinking. There's so much lead in it. Supposedly, mm -hmm. I don't know that to be true. I don't know. I'm just mm -hmm. something I've heard. Come on, yeah, man. You're yeah, some of that's true. There's some of that's true. They, you know, they even had now. I know back back where uh close to where I used to live, there was a, a, a spring, it was a natural spring that came off the mountain, you know, and it was like every time you went, you could pull over on the side of the road and take a cup and get you a glass of this water, and it could be a hundred degrees outside, and that water would be ice cold. Perfectly cold, uh, right? Yeah. And people people would come from miles around, would go there, and I mean they would fill up tanks and jugs and everything oh, else wow. with this water and track it back 
track so it back. It wasn't just an attraction just to like, oh, let's try out this water. No, like people were hauling it back to their homes type stuff. Yes. All right. Yes. Wow. That's insane. That's insane. Absolutely. You know, you're over here freaking out about lead in the pipe, man. You're talking about people that can freaking drink moonshine out of an old ass rusty radio. You think I can't? You think I can't? <laughs> you think I can't hang around? I've been around for a minute for a reason, but all right. Hell, it tastes like the same thing. It still tastes like coming out of damn radiators. So it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about your uh, apple uh, moonshine mm. there. Uh, oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. We're not talking about that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know we ain't what talking the, about the apple pie. I know, pie, what, I know what the clear moonshine looks like, all right? And what it tastes mm -hmm. like, too. That shit rough. You get some West Virginia moonshine. No, it, puts some, it does put some hair on your chest, I'll admit, all right? All right, but yeah, no, maybe I haven't had West Virginia moonshine. All right, I'm yep. Southern California. I'm West Coast on this side. Put some hair on your chest and and start your car too. And you will start right. your car. Yep, you'll you'll run on basically 102 octane. Right. Well, you know what? This has been a hell of a conversation, man. I like doing a lot of different stuff now, Bishop, instead of the same old same stuff. And I think you know that, Bishop, um, from what <laughs> me and you have talked about and also seeing where Hollywood's going with his channel. Guys, if you guys haven't checked out Hollywood's channel, check out what he's doing, man. He's doing a lot of very interesting stuff. He's still doing his morning shows, which is all human interest topics. It's absolutely amazing to check out. Also with uh, Archbishop, man. He's got the uh, the diamond effect on YouTube. I've got everything linked down below, guys, in the description. Make sure that you hit his channel, subscribe. On my channel, it's hyperlinked in the title. You can also hit that subscribe directly to uh, AB right now. But um, yeah, man, what a what a awesome conversation! And thank you for sincerely coming on. Before I know you got your show to do, you know, right here in a, in a few minutes, actually, but. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to the show, AB. You know, it means that it means you know what? Uh, I did want to ask Bishop something. Uh, what do you think of what's going on YouTube with all this AI about the club stuff, man? Oh, man, <laughs> there, I'll, I'll give this one, I'll give the floor to him on this one, man. Um, you know what? I think, um, that stuff with the AI it's gonna, it's gonna cause a lot of problems, uh, and uh. And the reason why it's going to cause a lot of problems is because a lot of stuff that they're telling in the in the AI is like you know this AI stuff is all it's all fed into a system. It's not not actually based on truth. So right. so a lot of the stuff that they're uh, they're telling they're embellishing it, and it's being embellished because it's trying to change the narrative. You know this is one of the things that we've been talking about for the longest. You know I mean if you if you keep saying the wrong thing to the right people enough times, then they believe what you say, you know, and it doesn't, uh, one of the things that I said before, I I've been saying it, even dealing with the, the AI and, and even with the news, it doesn't have to be true. It just has to be said first. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what the truth is. It's all a part of what they want to believe. And as long as you keep pushing this narrative that this is what it is, then that's what everybody's going to think. It doesn't matter what you do. And on the other end, you have the on, on our end, on the MC end, we're not actually out saying the opposite. We're not actually sitting out here saying like, uh, you know, ain't nobody sitting on CNN saying y'all, y'all some bullshit. Mm -hmm. That's not what's really going on. You know what I mean? Uh, 
everybody's just being quiet and they being quiet thinking like, okay, well, if I be quiet long enough, it'll just blow off. But no, no, it's not going to blow off because it's going to, I mean, because there's still stupid shit going on. You know what I mean? It's not going to go away. The only thing you're doing is, you know, it's still shit going on and you still just giving them another reason to bring it up. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? So, and, so it's and, a two part thing. I think with what you said is public opinion can be changed and swayed so easily with uh, no actual facts, facts behind the statement. It can just be said first and whoever says it first is basically going to believe that whether how much hype is behind that. Right. So well, public opinion big, can be changed and swayed big, so easily. The biggest thing I'm talking about is uh, when I say AI, AI is you got a bunch of these channel mouths that are want to be freaking gangland channels. That too. That's a big problem. Mm-hmm. That is a big problem. Talking oh, yeah. all of our crap that on the streets thre- theoretically, but there's no one held accountable because it's just some AI that's reading off what happened. But hey, if me and Hollywood do a show, and we mess up on what we say, we're going to be held accountable. Some AI is not going to be held accountable. You know right. what I mean? Our faces right. are held because accountable. Because it's a program and it's not built right. on. I mean, because because bottom line is it's a it's a program and it's not it's not going to be faulted for telling a lie. I mean, because mm-hmm. it's only going to repeat what somebody put into it to say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then too, what about these ones though? Where uh, where you where people has used AI? And then and then had actual people on there talking mm-hmm. that ain't even them that right. use yeah. use their whole voice and the whole shit. You oh, know what I mean? Now we all know you that. Do is take a sample of that person's right. voice, and now all of a sudden, whatever you type is now going to say it in their voice. It could say Archbishop's voice, boom, and take a sample of your voice from low, medium, and high, and all of a sudden, boom! Now I type in whatever I want it to say, and AB says it. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's going to, like I said, it, it, it's like right now people think it's fun and games because it's new and you, and you, and you playing with it, you know what I mean? But wait, what's going to happen when it gets to the point that it can't be controlled? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, because I mean, cause you think about it, cause all these movies that they was, t- that they were showing years and years ago when they was talking about AI and all this other stuff that was going to, that was going to cause all this damage here in the future. And it was just I mean, movies back then. Right. You know? And back and back then it's just movies. Now, now this stuff is factual and it's Real. actually, it's, it's actually coming into play now. Scary. Rock on. Well, Archbishop, he has a show to do. Don't forget to go over to the big bone yard. It's going to be a good one. I'm always over there watching. Me too. Uh, it's great stuff over there, but uh, appreciate having you on Archbishop. And I know you got to go over there with big bone. Uh, thanks for everybody tuning in. When do you go on air? Uh, do you go on air, Bishop, every week or what? Uh, well, with the boneyard is gonna be every well, you know, of course, the boneyard is every Sunday at nine, and then we're gonna when the uh, when the domino effect start, we're gonna have that starting up within probably within the next week or so. It's gonna be on Wednesdays, um, so it'll be every Wednesday at uh, eight o'clock. Now that's Eastern time, right? That's Eastern. Yeah, for him. yeah, Eastern time. And that's five p.m. PST. See okay. 7 p.m. CST for you. Well, cool, everybody. We'll see you on the Madhouse uh, tomorrow. Go over and watch the Boneyard right now. And that's it for a Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. Don't forget to visit us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and all major podcast platforms for all the replay 